Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Come on, girls. Let's go shopping. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. What are you looking at? Rolling in a boy jumping me. You're mad, you bastard. Far round you, far round you. Swear to Christ, Liz, you get a bag of all sorts in here, mate. Welcome to Rook Rook. G'day and welcome to The Curve. I'm Andrew Pierce, and this is a podcast that's all about culture, unity, reviews and banter. This podcast is proudly recorded on the lands of the Wajak people of Perth region and I pay respects to their elders both past, present and emerging. On this particular episode, you're getting somebody new doing interviews. It's Travis Akbar. He's written reviews for the website, thecurb.com.au, and has taken a stab at doing interviews as well. This is his first one, and it's with director Louise Alston with her film Back of the Net, which is about to hit Australian cinemas. Highly recommend going to see this film. Travis gave it a five-star rating, which you can read the review on the website, as I mentioned, thecurb.com.au. Uh, fantastic to see that Travis is, you know, he's been with the website for over a year now and now he's doing interviews as well with this particular film back of the net he's done a great interview and then he's also got another really top interview coming up very very soon for a certain other australian film top end wedding really really can't wait to share that one it's great interview as well anyhow travis absolutely loved this film i think you should go and see it as well here's a listen to the trailer and then we'll be back with the interview between louise and travis in 72 hours, I'm going to be on one of the most advanced research vessels in existence. Studying fluid dynamics and ocean waves. You get to Sydney at 10 a.m. You sure you're okay? Me? Mm-hmm. I'm better than okay. Oh! <laughs> Doing okay! What is this? Where's the ship? What ship? For my semester at sea. Oh! You're not in the right place. This is a soccer academy. What? No! There has to be a way. You're gonna need to let that go. But I don't play soccer. Correction, you didn't play soccer. Um, yeah, first off, I'd just like to say on behalf of myself and the curb, uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to have a word with me. No worries. Um, to be 100% honest, you're the first person I've ever interviewed, so I'm quite nervous. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, thanks for telling me, so now I know to be actually helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, I suppose, look, I, I watched the movie this morning. Um, I've been meaning to watch it before then, but I've been working late all week. Um, but the first thing I noticed about it was the dialogue. Um, it was actually really well written by Casey Tabernow and Alison Spuck McNeely, if I said them right. Yeah. Um, it just, it flowed really well, I thought. Um, I was hoping to watch it with my daughter, um, 
but unfortunately I didn't get to. But yeah, what did you have to change much with the script, or was the final draft pretty much like how how it was? Well, I, it's always it's always developing, and, I, and it's funny you 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 write on film on paper, and then you write it in front of the camera and then you write it in the edit suite. Like, it's constantly, it's constantly developing all the way through. And, um, uh, even, and so, we'll, uh, Cassie, uh, and, what's her name? Uh, they're actually American. Oh, okay. And, um, and they, um, but they had a real sense of the Australian vernacular, and I was really surprised to find out they were American. Um, and they ended up um, doing a couple of different drafts, and then um, and then I kind of tweaked it a little bit um, just for different different reasons, like we were changing around locations, like the that purely practical reasons I'd change it around and um, and then um, when we were working with the different actors that we cast we changed it a little bit more so um, things like that changed along the way were things like um, the dancer character um, she like the dancer best friend character she was a hip hop dancer but then um, we cast Gemma Chowtran, who was a ballet dancer, and so we changed um, changed her a bit of the dialogue and the way that she kind of presented more of, more of this sort of flowy ballet dancer type girl. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So yeah, so yeah, and so things can change according to how the actors play it, and you can develop it and change it on set that way, and um, and then. Um, and then, of course, then when we're in the edit suite, we're sort of changing things around and creating pauses for the remote pauses and, and, and all that sort of thing. So, um, and coming out lines here and there. So, it, 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 it's a constantly evolving thing right through the very end. Sorry, I've got a bit lost for words there. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um I found it to be really like just flowed really well and it's quite genuine. Um I it's probably to be one hundred percent honest, not generally the type of film I'd watch by myself. Um, which is why I wanted to w- watch it with my daughter to get her reactions. Um but I I uh, she's ten. Um and she likes she likes soccer, so um Yeah, I will, I will. <laughs> um but no I actually quite enjoyed it just because it did flow really well. All the actors did really well, um, and it was it was pretty funny. So yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah, and I think oh, I think that's the thing. It's like if you if you treat everybody like when you're doing like a a film, like, I know that there's some directors who might sort of say, "Oh, a girl soccer film," and and kind of direct it that way, like, "Oh, this is just a girl soccer film." But if you but if you uh, approach it approach a film like that and sort of go great a girl soccer film um, and you take everybody seriously and you take the problem seriously then it's always going to be um, it's going to be just as just as like as um, dramatic as if as if you have a conversation with your two year old daughter like you know everything she's worried about is dramatic because you know you do identify with her so as long as you take those characters seriously 
and the issues are issues, then um, it's going to it's going to be appealing. So. Um, speaking of the cast, like I was going to ask this a bit later, but it was quite a, obviously quite a young cast. Um, even though some of them they did seem quite experienced, and um, I recognised Tiani from Jack Irish, which I really like that show. Um, yeah, yeah. How did you inspire such a young bunch and keep them motivated? Ah, oh, well, they were, well, they, were, they came right out of Bushytail. Um, so actually, Sophia, the main character. Star of the film. She was the youngest of the whole film. She's actually she's only just turned turned um, fourteen a couple months. Wow. We shot it. So um, uh, and then I think the next person in age was sixteen. So it's um so but she actually brought with her um a lot of experience. She, you know she's been shooting Disney shows. Um, and so she brought a real professionalism and she, and she really was a kind of a leader on set, despite being there. Being so young. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. And, um, and also, and also they, there was chemistry, by the way, and they loved working with each other. And, um, and you know, they're still like, um, you know, chattering away um, on Instagram and, um, uh, and that sort of thing. So they're, they're still... They, they formed a really great bond there and we were all staying in a caravan park so it was, it was in Wondong while making jump so it was, a, um, it was an adventure it's such an amazing thing so it was really great excellent no it's good to see yeah and if you're working with these like you know people I can you know like I guess uh, you know having a stalker kid I you kind of get the idea that if you've got some, a kid who's got, who's really into something, like, these kids are really into acting, and they get a chance to, to, to do it big time. So, they're really, they're really on the ball. Excellent. It's good to, it's good to have young people involved in stuff. I, I, not that it's relevant oh, really, yeah. but I work in retail and I work with lots of young kids, and like, to see young, young leadership is actually always really inspiring, so. Um, what was it that compelled you to be a part of the film? Did you know about it and go after it, or did did you get approached to do it? I did get approached, but I got approached to be on a list for consideration. So, so I was um, I was very excited to be approached, but then I like I like sent photos of me playing hockey with the kids, saying I really want to make this film. Look, I really identify with the characters. <laughs> <laughs> so that was um. So I, I kind of did a bite. I was a and then I pushed you. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and what, what attracted you to filmmaking in the first place? Well, um, uh, maybe because I had already spent um, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of my childhood and teenage life watching piles of $2 DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> from my local, local DVD store. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could, I, I've, I've always loved movies, and, um, and I think at my, like, on a practical level, I got into it because I was into theatre, and, um, and that's kind of how I got into it. And, uh, working with actors, and scripts, and, and that's really, 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, again, I'm interviewing you, but I have been reviewing for just over a year, and it's weird how once I started reviewing stuff, all these other opportunities in the film industry sort of came sort of rushing at me. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so, obviously, you have a lot of filmmakers and stars living abroad, um, and I'm not, I don't know where you're based, but what sort of condition do you think the Australian film industry is in, just like with, with people making films elsewhere rather than over here, even though a lot do come back here to make films? Yeah, well, what that means is there's a lot of um, Aussie people who haven't even, you know, done their own boy time, whatever, um, who can, who have the star power to finance the film. Yep. And that's a good thing. Um, so, so that can be great. Like, I do spend time in LA, and, um, and I've sort of been over there um, well, looking at uh, looking at actors, and you know, and you never see the bio. Oh, they're born in Lismore. You sort of, oh my goodness, I've never even seen this person in my life. Um, but they've done all this stuff, and so, um, uh, so Australians are really getting out there. But um, uh, there's a very interesting and exciting um, Senate review report just come in about. Um, because, uh, of course, the, um, the old model of TV broadcast and cinema is now also includes streaming. Um, and, uh, and so they've reviewed all the stuff about quotas. And um, because if it wasn't for the... Because the quota system came in as a bipartisan thing and um, and that's the reason why we have Hunger and Labor and that television and all. Before we had that, we had, like, Skippy and... Uh, cop show, yeah. um, but um, but we have we have the actors that we have and the directors that we have and um, and just the the really rich TV storytelling um, tradition that we have in Australia because of this quota system, which um, which is quite inspiring the way that it came about, which was like Labor and Liberal parties getting together and saying this is what we want, we want to make a change. TV and so and it and all it took was just uh, was a quota system and then um, and then uh, the the broadcasters um, were obligated to have an interest in creating stuff that people wanted to see. Yep. So um so it's a it's a really good it's a good system that's created what we have now, which is the television and film industry that is very exportable and exciting. And so we've just sort of come back with a report um, recommending that the colleges continue and that they be expanded to include the Netflix and um, and all that sort of stuff. So so um, so it's that's inspiring and exciting and I really hope that that bipartisan um Pride in Australian stories um, continues to be supported. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad someone's benefiting from politicians. So, because um, <laughs> it's not often they get together and do something good. So, um, well, I, I just hope that they do. I hope that they they recognise that this is a tradition that that um, should be continued into the new technology world, the new sort of streaming world, so that. Um, because it's so easy for um, for the Netflix to say, oh, no, no, we'll just, we'll just get the best yeah. and we'll make it international. But 
the things you need, you need clothes and the obligation to go and and make that commercial exciting stuff that people want to make, want to see. So, and as long as you've got the people who are, who are like audience facing, which is you know the I guess the the broadcasters or the um, the streamers. Um, having that obligation to be creating Australian stories, then, um, then that's when the magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so producer Steve Jaggy, do I say it that way? Mm-hmm. Um, seems to have a mountain of work. Oh, thank you. Um, he seems to have a lot of work coming out. Um, what was it like working with him? Oh, he's great. He's, um, it's uh, very rare for Australian producers to to create the kind of critical mass that you need to um, to have um, have sustainable business, and um, and that's what he's doing. He's um, making you're making films that for making films for audiences, so that you know yep. that's exciting. Travis, if we have time for one last question. Um, I probably another thing I noticed with the film is it had like a bit of a bit of a spark to it, like a really feel good spark to it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how to say that, but yeah, just um, yeah, it really kept. It was really good to see like such a positive vibe from it. Um, how did you go about getting that? Well, we've already been in the script and totally, and that's and that's great. And um, what we were wanting is we we always had our we had. Cast our Disney star. We always had our um, our fingers crossed to get this film noticed by Disney, and um, and so we wanted to have that Disney feel good um, story. So that's what we tried for. Yeah, it definitely came across. Hmm. Yeah, because I. <laughs> no, you're welcome. Now you're a 31 year old dude who are actually enjoying it. So. No, that was good. Um, Excellent. Excellent. That's what you want. That's what you want. Like, you know, like, and that's what I want to make. I want to make that make So that was Travis Akbar with his first interview with Louise Alston and her film Back of the Net, which is just about to hit Australian cinemas very, very soon. Head along, go and see it. It will also be releasing internationally as well soon as well. So if you're an international listener, then head along and go and see it where you can when it lands in your part of the world. Thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it, especially uh, for everybody that's downloaded this because they want to hear Travis is doing his first interview. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, there's another one coming up very, very soon, so keep an eye on that. How to do that? Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash thecurbau or on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecurbau. Or doing all of that, you can also head over to the website, sign up to our newsletter, keep a track of everything that's going on there as well. Thanks, guys, for listening. We really appreciate it. Keep on watching Australian cinema, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Curb. Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details. 
Get great fall savings on all your home care and entertaining needs during the fall home care event at Safeway. Head into Safeway and get deals on products like Clorox disinfecting wipes, Swiffer wet mopping cloths, Lysol all-purpose cleaner, Swiffer wet jet mopping pads, Mr. Clean multi-surface cleaner, or Lysol power toilet bowl cleaner. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for more details. Offers expire October 31st. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary.